co-host and friend Shelly. Hi, Pamela. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for everyone that's following us on this crazy ride. This is wild stuff. And I know it's a lot of details, but like any good book, sometimes you just got to really get into it. The more you get in, the more you'll understand. And thank you for everyone that has taken time to rate us and review us. I just read some reviews and it really made me so happy. It <laughs> it just made my day. So thank you. Thank you. I'm very grateful. Let's get going. <laughs> okay. I don't even know where we're going next. I feel like I'm in a corn maze and I'm not sure who's going to jump out and get me. So yeah, this is yeah, crazy. Imagine how you'd feel if you were Jeremy. Oh, I can't even imagine. So the judge appoints a new attorney. I don't like the new attorney that he appointed. And the, the attorney he appointed is actually married to a woman who is also an attorney. I had never worked with her before. Okay. I had no experience with her. But with him, I had experience. And I... Was not happy. I was not happy. <laughs> I didn't trust him. Okay. I had done a case where I stepped in and won the case for him. And... He said, oh, I'll pay you later. And he never paid. <gasps> never. Oh, uh, wait. Like, okay. We talked about this guy before, I think. Okay. I don't care for him. Okay. I didn't trust him. And I certainly didn't want to have Jeremy have him as his lawyer. Like I said, I didn't know about his wife. So that's called this guy, number three. Okay. And his wife, number four. Oh. Because they were both appointed. Okay. Three and four. Okay. And I'm telling Jeremy, don't accept them. Don't accept them. And I can totally get it why Jeremy's like, hey, I don't have a choice. I don't get to tell the judge. And he, so, you know, he had filed multiple requests to get access to his money. When the Fed seized his money right. and his assets, mm -hmm. they put the cash in an account. And they were waiting for the case to happen. And then they were going to let victims that had lost money get paid back. Okay. So the money was sitting there and he kept filing motions like, hey, there's this case law that says you should be allowed access to your money for defense. And they would deny it, deny it, deny it. Well, I think I told you at the beginning of this, the U.S. Supreme Court has changed the right. law. Mm -hmm. So now he would have had access to his money. And I truly believe if he had an attorney that was really willing to fight for him, the case wouldn't have been filed in the first place, but if it had been filed, let's say it got past right. that, the privileged emails, they would have fought it and it would have been tossed out. Okay. All right. That's well, my... let's see what number three and number four are going to do. Yes. Like, number... please bring me hope back into attorneys. <laughs> They're representing so, me. Come yes. on. And they are also big name attorneys in the state and reputable. Again, I've never worked with number four. I've never worked with her, his okay. wife. Okay. And I've heard good things about her. So Jeremy says, hey, I'll have her be my attorney mostly. But they have to clear a couple hurdles. One of them is, you can imagine on a case this size, there are a number of witnesses that are going to be called by the government and by defense. Mm -hmm. And one of the witnesses that is on the list, and I can't remember now if he was on the list as a defense witness or government, doesn't matter. One of those witnesses... Attorney number four, she had represented him and was representing him, I think, in this matter. Because he was a witness, so he had obtained an, an attorney to help him. Okay. So, okay, is that a conflict of interest? 
Exactly. See, see how good you're getting, Shelly? This is... You're so good. So there's a conflict of interest. So here's what you do when there's a conflict of interest. You have to have a hearing about it and bring it out public. And coincidentally, mm-hmm. this witness happened to be a cousin of Jeremy's that had done business with Jeremy. Oh and so and, and so Jeremy's like, hey, you know what? I don't, I'm not worried about this guy. Like, there's nothing he's going to say that's going to scare me. Okay. He's going to speak the truth. But Jeremy Jeremy has this, he's almost like, he just thinks that the world is going to correct because he's being honest. Yeah. Okay. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to say like, people will do crazy things. Huge alligators. Watch out. (laughs) And people will do things out of fear to protect base themselves. to protect yes. themselves yes and i don't blame people i don't no but, no but uh, okay but that's what they do okay so there's a hearing about it okay they say there's a conflict because jeremy's attorney has represented his cousin who is a witness in this case and so they had to bring the cousin in and jeremy in to say yeah we understand that she has represented both of us and they both waive the conflict. Okay. Because they both have to. Because there's a conflict for each of them. Okay. They were, and so to do it properly, they both have to waive that conflict. Okay. Well, I appreciate that she made that effort and at least came forward. Yes. Okay. Yeah, me too. So that's, a, that's a good mark for her. Okay. Yeah. I'm not on the clock anymore with anyone, right? Okay. I'm not making money anywhere, but I am still passionate about the case and still advising Jeremy like, hey... Are you sure we're okay waiving that conflict? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's not a big deal. And I said, okay. I don't really trust <laughs> three and four, but okay. Okay. I know. Um, I have a question about you. Mm-hmm. So okay. every time there's a new attorney, do you have to almost reapply to become the private investigator to stay with Jeremy? Or do they leave you because you have been there and you're working through the case and you just work with whatever attorney that comes in? Oh, no. I have to reapply. Okay. I have to be reappointed by someone else. Okay. So a new attorney has to want to work with me. Okay. And so Jeremy says, hey, do you want to work with three and four? I'll have them hire you. And I said, no, thank you. What? No, No, I do not want to work with them. What? Okay, wait a minute. Wait, so are you off the case? I was off the case. What? Yes. (laughs) Okay, wait. (laughs) You've just been battling for this man. And now, because you don't trust the attorneys, you're like, mm, out? Yep. No, thank oh, you. Wow. I did not expect that. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. This character I have can be very costly for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> financially. my gosh. Okay. Because I'm like, okay. no, no, no. I don't want to work with them. Nope. I don't trust okay. them. If anything goes wrong, and I think there are going to be some serious things go wrong here, I do not want to be standing around for them to point the finger at me nope okay no thank you and of course jeremy can't hire you on the side because he's flat ass broke he has no money so are you just like hey i'll just kind of sit in and be your buddy and i'll help you out when i can or what do you do yeah oh yeah i didn't know what i was gonna do yet but i was still like seriously so shocked by everything that was happening that wasn't even my thought yet i was like i was almost like trying to catch my breath okay like okay Wow, there's a lot happening. It's going really, really fast. I don't know what's up. And then I get a call the next day from Marcus Mumford. The attorney that's representing Scott that you like. Okay. Yes. Okay. I love Marcus so much. Okay. And Marcus said, hey, I understand you're a free agent. (laughs) (laughs) And you haven't been fired. You didn't get fired. You just said no. 
And I said, yeah, I am. And he said, can we hire you? I want to have you work with me on this side of things. And you can still work with Jeremy, but you'll investigate for both of us. Okay. Yeah. I was like, awesome. I'm in. So we are in the process. We have to, this he has to file so a request. Crazy. It is so crazy. So he has to file a request to the judge because Scott doesn't have any more money either. So Scott's now getting Marcus. Although Marcus does not usually work as a public defender either, because this is such a high profile case, the government is now like extended to go to these big name guys and pay them to come in and do this. Okay. So Marcus is being paid as a public defender and he so he has to request from the court to have me appointed as the investigator to assist him. So we're in the process of that. I know I'm gonna be appointed soon. And now some questions start coming up in court at with number three and four as they're in front of the judge. There's going to be a hearing coming up and the privileged emails are an issue. I'm still thinking like, what the hell? Like, Let, let this thing go. Yeah. Yeah. Like they need to step up and say, hey, we're get, first motion of business is we're filing a motion to dismiss this right. case based on the shenanigans of the U.S. government here. Yeah. So there's a hearing. They were actually talking about other things in the hearing, but we all knew that those privileged emails were going to come up as a subject. Sure. So it's kind of like IT, the elephant in the room. Yes. Okay. So the IT guy, it, oh man, I love that guy. Oh really? Uh, okay. Yeah. A man of character, like the defense IT guy. Okay. That, that we worked with. Yeah. Really great guy. Great character. Really sharp guy. And he was getting nervous now that the government was going to point their fingers at him and say, the reason that they were able to access that is because of him. He did it wrong. Oh! And I'm like, what What the hell? No way can they say that. Like, don't worry. Let's just call him IT. Okay, yeah. So I'm like, hey, IT, don't worry about this. Do yeah. not worry. Because the fact is, they had to have a taint team to filter this out. Yeah, this was like it. This was an issue should, way before you got involved. Way before you. you right. They never should have had it in the discovery. It's not your job to read discovery. It's your job to provide it to us. Okay. To make it so it was accessible for defense people to get it. Uh-huh. It's not your job to decide what evidence to give to us. Right. It's your job to provide the evidence they give you to us right. so that we can access it. So don't worry about it. And I was like, don't worry, I've got your back. I'm not gonna let them say that about you. Okay. So he goes to this hearing and, and he's worried about it. He talks to me a couple times before he goes in and he comes out and calls me immediately and he is pissed. He's like, this is bullshit. What the hell? They totally threw me under the bus. <gasps> the two, Attorneys number three and four? Three and four were like, hey, we don't know how this happened, how they got access. This must have been IT's fault. Oh. Like, instead of saying a logical person to me would just say, no, no, no. This evidence never should have been included in right, any of this. Right, right. It never should have come back to Utah. It should have stopped in Oklahoma or wherever, or it, wherever was. it was. Mm -hmm. Never be back in Utah again. This is not IT's problem. But instead, they're like, yeah. We don't know how IT made this available. So, of course, he's freaking <gasps> out because... That's so awful. It is so awful. And if he's like me. He's an independent contractor. So, your reputation is, is everything's everything. on the line. 
You don't get to work for the government just get your fat salary no matter what unethical thing you do. Oh my gosh. And IT had done nothing unethical. He had done everything exactly as he should. So he calls me like so angry and pissed and I don't blame him. Oh, I'd have been and furious. I'm apologizing. He's like, you said, you told me they weren't going to do that. And okay, now mind you, I had not had a conversation with three and four, but it made no sense to me uh -huh. why they would do that. Right. So I should have said, I don't know, I haven't talked to them, but if they're intelligent, they're not going right. to blame you. Right. They're going to blame the government because it's their fault. Right. And instead, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I apologize. And he's mad at Jeremy. And I was like, hey, you think Jeremy was part of this? Like, what are you talking about? So then she asks us to go to lunch because he's mad at me. He's mad at Jeremy. He's mad at three and four. Oh, I'd be pissed at three and four. Oh, like what? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think he was less angry at Jeremy and myself, but he was scared. Sure. This is his livelihood. He has a family. Yeah, he can't he ruin his... People. Yeah. Yeah. And he, this is a big deal. It's front page news all the time. So right. he's scared. Right. So we go to lunch and he starts saying like, hey, look, how did you find that? Where did you get into it? And I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. And it doesn't even matter where I found it because it wasn't supposed to be in there. And he's like, well, there wasn't a file that had this. Tell me, what did you, I don't understand. So I explained where it is. And he basically is saying like, well, that, I don't know how you knew to even go in there. Basically that I went in a back door or like a side window into a house, almost like that. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Go ahead and say, I shouldn't have gone in that way. You can say that. You can say whatever you want. I found them in the discovery information. But the fact is they never, that information should never have been in the right. house. Right. Exactly. I don't care how I got yeah. in the house. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't have been in yeah. the house. I didn't they, break an enter. I, they gave me the thing. Yeah. Exactly. I had a password. I, I was just exploring all over. Right. Here's your key to the house. Go check out your house. That's mm -hmm. what I was doing. Mm -hmm. We kind of smoothed things over with IT just because we care. We, he, we considered him a friend at this point. And I'm waiting to be appointed to work with Marcus. So I'm really just helping, but I'm not spending every day at the office because I'm not on the clock. So, I mean, I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was You do have some limits. I do. Apparently we found one. Yeah. So <laughs> I get a call from Jeremy one day. This is now like September. And he says, ah, you got to come over to the office. You got to come and see this. Okay, so I go over there and I tell clients all the time, no one's going to care more about your case than you. Mm -hmm. No one. Right. I will probably be second right. to you. Mm -hmm. And then the attorneys are going to come after that. You can't expect them to care as much as you. They never will. Mm -hmm. You can't expect me to care as much. I care a lot, but it's your life on the line. Mm -hmm. So if there's stuff we need to know, you tell us because I don't know exactly where to dig and throw. I didn't even have to tell that to Jeremy. He was too smart. Yeah, Jeremy computer whiz. Come on. Yeah. He had put together all these exhibits in preparation for trial. We were set to go to trial in January of 2016. So we're now just a few months away from trial. And Jeremy says, you got to come see this. And he's showing me, look at this. I prepared this exhibit. I've got this. I've got this. And I'm not kidding. He actually used a separate office because there were so many. It filled the room. Like, this okay. is a pretty extensive case. So I know it's going to get slow for a minute here because I got to go out in the weeds and explain a few things so that you guys understand. 
But hang in there. You will not believe what we learned about these lawyers by the end of this episode. It is so crazy. I can't believe it. Okay, so I need to clarify real quickly here. What Jeremy's business was, it was called iWorks. I told you this is right when like internet and computer stuff, like the internet was really just starting to take mm -hmm. off and I called it the Wild West because mm -hmm. it was the Wild West. Mm -hmm. It used to be, when I was a kid, they, <laughs> it used to be that to find out what grants were available through the government or companies, once a year there would be a really thick book that was like four inches, five inches thick okay. that had all of the companies or government agencies that were offering government grants to different okay. organizations. Yes. And so if you were like a nonprofit and you're like, I need a grant for this, like with my music, remember I said like once a month for 27 years now, I have been performing through heart and soul. Right. We bring music to people that are isolated right. and can't get out. Right. Like rest homes, rehab centers, right. hospitals, that. Well, a heart and soul is a nonprofit. So they do get some grants to pay for musicians sure. to go do that there and there. The first 10 years I did it, there was no money whatsoever. You just did it like, thank you, you're a good person. Yeah. Here's a blessing in heaven. Then they started getting grants. So let's say I want to get a grant for Heart and Soul. For me, at that time, to go find out who's giving grants, I would have to go search through this four-inch, five-inch book right. to find right. what companies. And oh my gosh, like I actually so have much seen labor. the book. Yeah. So much labor. Just to even figure out. Who does it? Where do I reach out? Right. And then there's a whole process of filing for a grant. Okay. So Jeremy saw that and had a thought. What if I actually took all of that book, took that information and put it on a computer, put it in some software so that people could pay me to have access to that software and then they could just type in, like in my case, you could just type in like music for people that are isolated. Right. And it would Our, pull it up. Yeah. And it would pull Almost up. Almost like a mini Google. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I mean, this is in 2010. So this is before software was really sure. happening or ever, and where people were not real familiar. And, mm -hmm. and it was a really handy thing. And so what he did is he did it like a subscription thing, like Hulu or Amazon, yeah, right. Amazon Prime, all that. Right. So you pay like, I can't remember what the fee was, like $30 a month to have access to this. Mm -hmm where you can type in and it will bring it up. And then they would actually, they had people that could help you. You And they would do an upsell. I'm sure everyone's familiar with an upsell. If you've bought anything like, hey, that vitamin looks like something I need. And then you go to check out and they're like, hey, but if you bought this, then you probably like this. Even Amazon yes, will do exactly. it. Exactly. Like, yep. That's an upsell. So yeah. they had upsells. And truly, I really believe that Jeremy, had he not been stopped, he could have very likely been like the next... Jeff Bezos. Okay. Before Jeff Bezos even. This was pretty handy stuff. And people, they could cancel, but like all those subscriptions that drive us crazy, you're automatically in right. unless you tell them to cancel. Exactly. I just so, had that happen with iMusic. And I just discovered yes. I've been paying for two years and I didn't even yeah, know I had like, it. Yep. Because yeah. we forget. Yeah. But we were like, oh, I forgot I was doing a trial. Right. Or so I didn't they, even know because it came automatic, you know? Yeah. Right. So I get and you. I think how they did it was this. If I remember correctly, you'd pay a subscription. Like you get the first 30 days of mm -hmm. access to this. So they'd send you a disc. Now, remember when Jeremy was first arrested? What we learned later was 
that an agent actually went in and subscribed to this. Okay. And he got the disc. Okay. He got everything that he requested. And then he called and said, I would like to cancel. And they canceled. Okay. The process worked exactly as promised. Exactly as advertised. Okay. And somewhere in there, there was a $1 charge. And I don't know if it was for shipping or something else. What they arrested him on was a $1 charge that was like extra. What? We didn't know that for years. Oh, we did My, not know okay. that for years. Jeremy's business was okay. It was doing all right. And then you may recall in 2008, President Obama was running. And as part of his campaign that he was running, I don't know if he said it or if there were a whole bunch of people that just believed that when Obama gets in, he's a Democrat, we, there's going to be all this free money. But all of a sudden, <laughs> when people started searching for grants, they like... Jeremy's business didn't take off. It exploded okay. like overnight, okay. overnight. And it was President Obama getting in and everyone's like, woo, free money. I right. want some. I need a grant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden his business was just popping. Okay. It, it was okay before. After Obama, on fire. Okay. Millions, not just hundreds of thousands. He had millions of customers. Okay. And like I said, it would work as, on a subscription basis. Then you could cancel and... People didn't see for a while, then you'd like... And I, you get so mad because you're like, wait, I didn't even know I had this. I right. wasn't using it. Right. It doesn't matter. You should have seen it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It makes me crazy, but if I had a company, I can see why they do it. Right. So that is why the FTC went after Jeremy. In my mind, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't see you going after, like, iMusic, like they just did with you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see you going after Amazon Prime. I see there are a lot of organizations mm -hmm. that I'm like, hey, that... Yeah, that's bullcrap. That is so much worse than what Jeremy was right. doing. Right, Like when people canceled, like the agent that investigated that was the undercover guy, mm -hmm. he acknowledged, yeah, as soon as I called and said I wanted to cancel, it was canceled done. it. Right. It was done. Right. Anyway, so as part of that, so there were millions of customers. And so at, online, there were people that would, they call them affiliates. Okay, yeah. And an affiliate is someone like, like Amazon offers this. I've been an affiliate through Amazon even. Right. I refer a lot of people to trackers when they want to follow their spouse or whatever. I know <laughs> the best trackers. <laughs> and I actually have a link for our website. If anyone sure. wants to know, mm -hmm. go on the website, subscribe, and you will get a link. And it will take you right to Amazon. Right. To the page, right. To, right to the cheapest and very best tracker in the business. Mm -hmm. That thing is awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that thing. And it's like 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. Best there is. So it's that kind of a thing. I, so I'm an affiliate with that. So if you buy it, I think I get like 10 cents. Yeah. I don't know what right, I get. Right, exactly. Enough to so, turn around and shop at Amazon again. Right. So Jeremy had affiliates that were like going out fishing to get people to, to buy the product. Sure. They had a thing where they would pay people to bring customers. Okay. They would give them a kickback. That's what they do with affiliates. Right. Well, some of the affiliates started doing things like, because they would get 40 bucks for an affiliate. So they started advertising. Jeremy did not know this. They started advertising, if you buy this product, we will pay you $20 and you can cancel it right afterwards. Okay. Is that legal? So that is... Uh, I, that that's a good question okay when jeremy figured out that that was happening there were some customers like hey i just have to order this and then i can cancel immediately and then they would go to order it again 
Because they made $20. Sure. And the guy that we brought them made $20. Right. Because I So I could do that eight or ten times. Right. And so Jeremy got, he actually, they actually started getting wise to this. And so they started putting filters in there. And this is again, like in the early days of internet and stuff. So they had to, they were writing this software to say, okay, if someone cancels with us and then they come back and buy again, we no longer let them buy again. Right. Hey, you canceled. And then they actually created a website. This is probably the part that iWorks shouldn't have done. There was a guy that worked for Jeremy that created a website that he called it. It said bad customer. Oh. And he put those customers' names down that were coming oh, in and buying, buying, oh, buying, buying, oh, buying. Oh, and yeah. to warn other companies, like, watch out. These guys are not real customers. They're just buying things. They're like affiliates. bots now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They're like bots now. Mm-hmm. Yes. But okay. that was before that we had that. Right. So Jeremy figured that out. And, and so what was happening is when people, when they would do that, then they started charging back on their credit card. They'd say, oh, wait, I didn't want that. So I'm canceling. And not only would they cancel, but then they'd also call their credit card company and tell the credit card company, I didn't get my money back when they did. And the credit card company would do a chargeback. Gotcha. Well, if you get too many chargebacks, then you're, you're going to get flagged by Visa. Right. You cannot have more than like 1%. Mm-hmm. If you get more than 1% chargeback, you're in trouble okay. in the business world. So all of a sudden, there are all these chargebacks coming. And Jeremy's like, this is when he's in business, okay? Right. I'm explaining. The banks are saying, wait a minute, you're getting too many chargebacks. We're going to have to shut this down. So there are so many levels to mm-hmm. go from Jeremy to like a merchant account for him to have a merchant account. Then you go to a middle guy. Mm-hmm. There were a couple guys from Idaho. That I really liked these guys. They're the ones that introduced him to a company in California. You will hear, hear more about these guys. They were the middle guy. There's so many middle guys, people okay. jumping in here and because we're talking millions of dollars. Okay. So there are a lot of people that had okay. fingers in this pie. So the, these two, Guys from Idaho introduce Jeremy to a processor. He's basically a middle guy processor in California. Jeremy says, hey, look, I've got a lot of chargebacks. What do I do? He said, I think it's coming from some of these affiliates, but I have 7 million customers. How do I find out which ones, where they're coming from? What do I do? And so they had meetings with the vice president, not the vice president of Wells Fargo Bank in Utah, the vice president of Wells Fargo Bank period. Gotcha. They were making millions off of all this. Sure. And they were concerned about the chargebacks that were happening. So they do a conference call with Jeremy. He tells Jeremy, record this. You're going to need this information on this call with me. And there were Jeremy and a couple of his employees involved in this call and the Wells Fargo vice president. And he tells them, look, you've got a lot of affiliate fraud going on. Here's what you need to do. You need to create separate accounts. So you need to do different merchant accounts because everything is filtering into one account. You have 7 million customers coming into one place and you can't figure out where the fraud is coming from. So what you need to do is create a whole bunch of different accounts. Okay. And then when you, when we see that one is there's fraud coming in here, then you can just shut it down. Gotcha. Block that guy off. Let the others that are legitimate customers continue to come in. Okay. So he's like, okay. So there's this recording of him telling this. The guy in California that's a middle guy between Jeremy and the vice president of Wells Fargo. 
That guy also said the same thing. Here's what you need to do. Okay. You need to create a bunch of merchant accounts. You got to separate this so it's not all coming to one account. We can't find it with seven million right. coming in. Right. We got to divide it up, divide and conquer, figure out where it's coming. So in September, this like four months before the trial is supposed to happen, one of the guys that Jeremy knew was one of the biggest offenders of affiliate fraud. <gasps> Oh, no. He was the biggest witness for the defense. Our biggest witness as defense people. And he now finds out he's the one doing the fraud? No, Jeremy knew that. Oh. He knew that. Okay. Of course, he's on the witness list. Now, Jeremy's in, in, in September. He's going through. He's already gone through all that process of creating separate okay. companies and okay. doing all of that, right? Okay. And they found where the affiliate fraud was coming from. And he knew one of the guys that was, like, the most guilty of all and... We had him on our witness list. Okay. And the government had him in their sights also. Okay. I don't know if they had the same information we did or not. I don't know what they knew. Okay. And as Jeremy's going through the discovery, literally like FBI reports, IRS reports, everything, right? Mm-hmm. As he's going through it. Now, remember, I'm not, I'm not on the clock for anyone. I'm in between. I'm a free agent waiting to be pulled on with Marcus Mumford. Okay. So Jeremy calls me and he goes, you got to come over to my office. I want you to see all these exhibits. And he's showing me and I told you it was an office full of them. Yeah. He gets to this one stack and it's their 302 reports. A 302 report is an FBI report of their interview. They just call it a 302. Okay. So he says, look at this. And I pull up this 302 report and it's a report that the FBI did and Rob, the lead prosecutor right now, was in the meeting. And that main affiliate fraud guy, right? That's supposed to be and a witness. Not a witness for us. He is our enemy, you can imagine. Right. Because right. we are saying, hey, the chargebacks that got him is, Jeremy in trouble with, are coming is, from him. They're coming from this guy. We okay. need to explain to people this is what happened. And that guy had his attorney with him at the meeting, and his attorney was number four. Wait, the lady? Yeah. Wait a minute. So there's another conflict of interest again. <laughs> yeah, you think? And it didn't go towards the judge. No one has brought this up. Oh, my gosh. They had a big hearing in July, remember, over Jeremy's yeah. cousin. And Jeremy's yeah. like, my cousin doesn't have anything bad yeah. to say about me. I'm not worried. I yeah. waived the conflict. Yeah. And the cousin's like, yeah, I waived the conflict. Okay. Now, this guy there is, is a our conflict. enemy. Yeah. There is a conflict big time. Yeah. And no one told us? You forgot to mention... And I see this and I'm like, oh my gosh, it shows on the 302 report, it shows at the top of the report who's present at this interview. And it shows Rob, the prosecutor, the FBI agents, and number four, she is present. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you freaking kidding me? She didn't tell you about this conflict? And Jeremy says, well, you know, it's funny. I had asked them today because I had spent all this time. He'd spent probably a week preparing all those exhibits and getting them all in order like that. Yeah. And he was worried that they weren't ready for trial, that they didn't know his case because they're brand new on the case and we have to go to trial in less than a year. Okay. And this is pretty complex stuff. He emails them and says, hey, I have put together all of these exhibits. Can you guys come over and look at this? I want you to see it. I'll show you what I have. They email back and they say, oh, we're really sorry, Jeremy. Three and four respond. We're very sorry, but we are way too busy to come and do that today. We'll send our intern over. 
So there was a guy that was going to law school working at their oh, office, no. and they said, we'll send him over to look at it. So apparently he had come over to look at it just before Jeremy had invited me over. And Jeremy hands him the 302, and he says to this kid, I call him a kid, he's right. a young man. Uh-huh. He says to him, what's this about? What is she doing in that meeting? I've never heard of this. I did not know she represented him. And the lawyer's like, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, Jeremy, um, you're going to have to ask, ask them. I'll, I'll go, I'll go back to the office and talk to him. So he leaves and their office was not far from the office that Jeremy was using downtown Salt Lake. Okay. And it was really just a matter of minutes before he gets an email from lawyers three and four saying, Hey, we are really sorry that we didn't meet with you, but we have time now. Please come to our office. Let's talk. We want to talk to you about this. About the 302. Yep. So Jeremy's like, oh man, can you believe this? Like, this is the guy. Like, this is our main witness for our defense on all this fraud that's been happening. This is the guy committing the fraud. And she's representing him. And she's representing him and they didn't tell me? Like, what the heck? And he's, so he said, hey, uh... Why don't you give me a ride over to their office and let's talk some more as we ride. So I'm like, okay, even though it's just a couple blocks. <laughs> Jeremy says, I can get anything I want out of these guys now. They'll do anything I want because they know they're in trouble. And I said, yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, tell them you want this case dismissed. Like, right, what? you've and got he, all of this stuff. Now you have another conflict. Yeah, and he said, I'm going to have them put you on the case with them. What? No, no, that's not no. the point. No. Okay, no, no, as one. smart as Jeremy is, and I've never met the man, let's clarify that right now. I've heard these stories for years, blah, blah, blah. Dude, take off the halo. <laughs> Get your cowboy no. boots on or your hip no. waders. Yeah, no. I'm like, I do not want to work with them, number no. one. And I'm not and doing number it. Number two, no, that's not what, this is not what this is about. Like, you need to go in there and kick their asses. Are you guys kidding me? Yeah. You have a conflict of interest. You're representing my enemy. Mm-hmm. This guy is our defense. Like, what? Yeah. You got to be kidding. And as we get there... At, <laughs> tell me, tell me, please tell me ahead that in, he's going to do this. We pull up in front of the office. And at the time, I had a Porsche Boxster. And Jeremy's a big guy. Not fat, just big. big a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the boxer's just a little car. And I'm kind of laughing as he gets out. They said, and look, Jeremy, and he's like, so do you have any advice? And on the way, I'd said, look, whatever you do, if you've ever recorded anything in your life, record this. Record this meeting. And he's like, I know, I know. So he gets out of the car, and he's just going to close the door. And he's like, okay, any last advice? And I said, record this. And he laughs and he goes, come on. Do you remember who you're talking to? This is Jeremy Johnson you're talking to. Uh-huh. Like, I took down I, the Krispy Kreme right. recording. Mm-hmm. I laughed. I'm like, I know. What was I thinking? You're right. You're right. But I'm just telling you, please make sure you get this recorded. I'm dying to hear from him what happened, right? Mm-hmm. You can't end. We've got to hear now. And we got to hear. I know. I'm not going to do that to you yeah. guys. I'm not going to do I'm like, oh, I, no. Okay. Please don't do this. No, I will tell you. So he gets done with his meeting and I meet with him because he's like, you got to come over and hear this. So I'm now back at his office and he said, oh man, I walked in there. Those guys were, they were both so nervous and she was so apologetic. She's like, Jeremy, I'm so sorry. 
I'm so sorry. Do not buy into this. She's like, I never wanted to, I didn't want to do this. I I didn't want to keep this a secret from you. And then she started crying. She's like, Jeremy, I know this wasn't right. I'm so sorry. I was going to disclose the conflict, but we had a meeting with the magistrate judge and the U.S. attorney, and we all agreed. Everyone agreed to tell you about your cousin, but to not tell you about this one. (gasps) So they all knew. Yep. They all knew. Does he have that recorded? I said, Jeremy, you got it recorded, right? And he's like, well, you know, I was going to, but she started crying and everything. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I want to knock him the side of the head. Oh, me too. Oh! Me too. I was so frustrated. And he's like, I I felt so bad. In fact, he felt so bad because she was crying, feeling so bad. That he excused him over. Not only that, he sent her flowers to the office the next day. Okay, all right. So, okay, I don't know how your audience is going to feel, but I've been Jeremy team, okay, okay, to this point. All right, dude, if you're not going to follow what people are telling you and you're going to be a soft-hearted person, I appreciate that that's who your character is, but come on, protect yourself. So frustrating. And he's like, but I've got to... And so... You won't believe what comes of that. Like, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I let you I let you know what their <laughs> response was. Um, it gets crazier and crazier. I don't trust know how me. it can. I know. But, it, it, like, trust me, it doesn't get boring. Oh, my gosh. It's not like, okay, we got over this stuff now, and then here comes the boring part. I'll just hurry through this. It's not like that at okay, all. Okay, now I have a question. Is there a, yeah. is there a number five attorney? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> well, actually, there kind of is. There kind of is. Ugh. It's kind of complicated. There okay. there actually is a number five attorney. You will not believe how we got to five I- and <laughs> like <laughs> and who it is. You won't believe it. Oh, it will shock you. Gosh. Shock and astound. What is it they used to say with the circus? Shock and awe. Shock, shock and, and awe. <laughs> it is shock and awe coming at you. So, we will get into all of that. It, it is more I, madness and shock and awe coming your way. Can we just keep going? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pamela Thrive